And welcome back. This is week six of the Vlix podcast. I know, six episodes. Can you believe it? No. For some reason, episode three still only has one play. And <laughs> we don't know why. It's a dark one. But everything so else is on. apparently being listened to, at least by a few people. So thank you for taking the time to listen to us. And uh, my name is Jabo. I will be your host tonight. And I, again, am joined with Pete. Hey. Danan. Hello. And Ken. Hello. So how was your guys this week? Pretty good. It was. It was. Fabulous. It was fun, and I got a lot done. Yeah. I just yeah. came from something pretty exciting. Yeah. Pretty cool. So tell us about it. What did you do today? I got to go on top of the, uh, not all the way up to the weather ball, but as close as you can get without climbing the maintenance ladder, and I did actually go up that like six feet. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's one of my uh, Flint bucket list kind of things is getting up to the weather ball. Close as you possibly can. Yeah. So explain what the weather ball is. Okay, yeah, for those who don't know what a weather ball is, there's a bank in Flint with a big, giant, like, 30-ton ball on the top of it that lights up. It flashes blue and yellow and red and kind of tells you a vague idea of what the weather is going to be like tomorrow. Uh, it mostly gives you something is it to the, look at is on the skyline when you're For the home. next day, or is it for what it is now? It depends on what time it is. At nighttime, if you're seeing it, it's, it's like, what's going to happen tomorrow? And they, there's actually a little box with a button on it that says blue and yellow and red and flashing. Like, that's it. Like, a dude goes up there every night, day. chunk, presses the button, it's blue, and has to turn it off in the morning. I thought that's, like, super retro. It's like 60 years old, I think they said. And uh, it's still the original. It's not, like, an automated fancy thing. There's a big-ass light at the top of this ball, and a guy has to press a button, and I wanted to press it so bad. So bad. So bad. What color would you have made it? Yellow. I would choose yellow. It was already on yellow. And was I, it? Yeah. That was, I, I nearly, I was like looking at him like, ooh, haha, wouldn't it make I want to touch this? Can I, seriously, guys, can I touch it? No. Damn. So so what do the colors mean, Dana? Oh, well, red is warm and blue is cold. And yellow, that's the tricky one. It means it's going to be the same. But then, then it flashes. flashes. There's precipitation. What's the, there's a rhyme for it. That I never, ever could remember. You know what? There is a rhyme, and I also don't remember, so we failed. Yeah. Something, something, something flashing means precipitation. I don't know. Jonathan's going to look it up with his magic Ooh. skills of looking up I wonder if it comes with a jingle. It's yeah, worth a Google. One of those Flint icons. There's all kinds of uh, merch, I guess, from different companies that are local. T-shirt companies. Factory 2 uses it. Um, got a a screen print poster from Matt Osmond that uh, he just did for an event for them, a limited run. Matt's pretty rad, like a weather ball guy. But yeah, that's been around uh, town oh, for a, a long, weather, long time. A weather ball guy? Yeah. He's like, the ball is his face like, and he's got like arms. Mr. Weatherball? Yeah. But that's it's the, cool. old, the old CB, Citizens Bank. So now mm. it is Huntington Bank who has taken up the mantle of caring for the weather ball. Well, that's good of them. So I, um, I, say, I say kudos to Huntington for not changing the colors. Yeah, so you're ready for the poem? Yeah, yeah, cool. do it. When the weather ball is red, warmer temperatures ahead. When the weather ball is blue, colder temperatures are due. When yellow light is the color of the weather ball, there will be no change at all. When it's blinking in agitation, agitation, the, there will be precipitation. Ooh. Yeah, clumsy poem. I think it's the point across, but that's why I've never remembered it. Yeah, yeah it's pretty close. It was written at a time when people had better vocabularies. Well, that's true. Probably, and probably could actually could talk and not be muffled in a bitch. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain. Did just call himself a bitch? I did. I think he oh, did. I, thought that wasn't me. I was trying to figure that out. I know you guys is all were looking very confuddled. I'm I'm going befuddled. I like confuddled. Cunt fuddled? No, not no, no, no. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> confuddled. All right. Oh, is that a and word? There goes our sponsorship. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like my right. I like my word to, better. We're gonna have to find our own money. Well, okay, we like we've not been up that creek before. Right. All we need is ten billion dollars, and it'll be fine. Right. About money. So yeah, so last week at the end of the episode I said that I wanted to talk about um, an anime show that I watched called Eden of the East. The premise was um, this guy gave 12 people $10 billion. Each? Or each. Wow. Oh. Yeah, each. How, how With, did he accumulate $120 billion? Um, he was some wealthy media guru or something like that. You'd have to be J.D. Rockefeller adjusted for inflation to have a spare $120 billion. Well, anyways, so he gave them the task. I mean, that's... I don't know. I don't really remember if they ever went into the detail where he got all the money from. It's slightly in the future when capitalism really kind of whittles it down to two well, or it's three actually people also, who own the world. So anyway, so he gives them the task that with the money that they can't spend it on themselves and that if they do anything wrong bad with the money that they'll be taken out basically Neat. it leaves that kind of uh You're gonna die. ambiguous Brewster's you know billions you've got a weekend so, to spend it <laughs> well and they do they have a timetable like they only have so much time to do it so basically what they're tasked to do is save the country now this is based in japan so it's it's a little bit different in that aspect it's of a you know our country to save it is but so that's their task is they're given ten billion dollars each to save the country. So my question for us is is if we had ten billion dollars, could we what would we do and how could we save or benefit the country? Well, that is a good question. And my uh, response to that is what is the square footage of Japan? And how does that relate to Michigan? How, how are we going to be able to spend this money? I think we'd have to start locally. Like, first of all, I'd keep it mostly in, in Michigan because we need some help. We've, we've been down on our luck for a little while. We could use, we could use something nice. Uh, so you're going to put in like a big water slide? That's pretty nice. Right? Just one giant... One giant $10 from, billion like, dollar water slide. <laughs> just above orbit down it's like a 35 minute ride like straight down oh the whole oh yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. you're gonna hit terminal velocity yep nobody lives through it a scoop at the end and you land in the great lakes it's a lot of fun sweet (laughs) right in the i'm like excited for this at the same time as like not excited for it at the same time because it's just like you have to be really excited because about six people are going to go down it and then there's going to be five deaths and they're going to shut that thing down well that reminds me of that kid that got decapitated at that uh, water park right. last was it a year before last yeah that stuff's scary probably they, it seems like it was last year so it was probably at least two years ago yeah well they actually just announced uh within like the last month or so that they are destroying that water slide right you have to you kill the kid so yeah once it gets a taste for blood it can't be trusted right <laughs> uh 145,936 square miles for japan what were we? 96,716 square miles for Michigan. Okay. 
So is that landmass? We can we can help small portions. I just said square of miles Ohio of Michigan, and, and that's uh, what Wisconsin. the answer came. No, to we don't have Japan. to help Ohio. Okay, we're well, uh, more likely to help Canada. Okay, yeah. the landmass of Japan. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we're gonna. Well, what can we do to here. help Michigan and a small portion of Ontario? Yeah, because just fuck Ohio. That's what. That's basically it. Because yeah. we don't want to. We don't need to have Ohio. Hard line on the southern border. Yeah, the, the small portion of Ontario that's that's South Detroit, according to the Journey song. Yeah, that doesn't exist. Yeah, we might help Toledo a little bit. Only because they give. Uh, yeah, but the Toledo's not like really Ohio. Can we just kidnap Toledo then? Like, yeah. there was a there was a war about that. Yeah, there right. was a land dispute. Toledo was like the well, that's main. That's how part we got the UP. That is how we got the UP. Way better deal. Yeah. Well, now have you been back, there lately? Back then it wasn't I love probably. The UP, dude, I love the UP. It's fabulous. <clears throat> I would go live up there. Sure. A lot of people are selling their houses. You wouldn't need a you wouldn't need a whole lot of money either. Yeah. Cost oh. Well, low. that's where I, I was telling you. So we mean you should buy some property Speaking up somewhere. Of, that's where I would put some of my billions. Is a high speed rail from Toledo to Marquette with stops along the the way, um, but at towns that aren't so built up right now, where I would you know money grab, buy all the land, sure, make the stop where I wanted it to be, so I'd own it all and make all the money on top of that. Right. Right. And then. Uh, Make it so the rail also ferries cars up there. So you're spending the money on yourself indirectly. No, I'm reinvesting in the corporation so we can do more good. So he's do you really turning th- that? Do you really turn that billions? Into right, more. I'm turning that ten billion into like eleven billion. <laughs> so do you really? Th- so you think a monorail system, a high speed train, basically? I think it would help commerce. Uh, once you get up actually $10 billion and trying to help so many people, it's a little bit harder. Uh, with the last lotto, I was thinking a little bit smaller with $1 billion of what I could try and do even more locally with that. Right. And uh, I was going to buy a neighborhood. And uh, hopefully, like, retro, not retro, like, test out how you could make the house of the future. Something super efficient, uh, self-sufficient. Uh, how you could get a community together to communally process like waste, uh, compost, water reclamation, that kind of thing, and actually start thinking in in community design rather than here's a new house that has terrible insulation and a bad roof. You know, like why are we kicking these things out still? Why is anything still susceptible to hurricanes? Like why have we not just designed around that? Why are they still building new houses that are going to collapse? Oh, we, we have built around that. We have. Yes. We just, it, it's so expensive you can't afford it. Uh, there was one house that was a newer house with, I don't know if it was the one in South Carolina that just recently happened in Florida, but their house was the only house left in like a row of like 50 houses. But it was a newer built within the last probably five years or so, I think they said, and it looked fine. Like there was, the windows were fine and everything. It had some mud on it. You know, but I mean, to be expected, but it looked like it was, I mean, from my eye, it looked fine. You couldn't see any damage or nothing. Right. But all the houses around it were gone. Whatever happened to the geodesic domes? Wasn't that like going to solve like a ton of problems, especially wind speed? It's not like the biodomes. Well, no, they were, they were smaller no. domes. They no, were like Epcot. Yeah, well, like what Epcot. 
on a smaller scale. Well, yeah. and don't forget the Dymaxion home if you've been to the Henry Ford. Right. That, that thing's kind of cool. I don't know what happened. They came out of fashion. Kind of like A-frame homes. Right. Except for those are just so much yeah. wasted space in the peak. Dep- yeah, but depending on how and, and what direction they're facing, and this, a straight line wind will just like, destroy those things. Yeah. yeah. They're too high profile. You see a lot of those still by the water and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but in general, I guess that's there would be a lot of research and, and development with my $10 billion into uh, doing stuff better. I feel like we could do a lot of things better, and it's just there's no money to be made in doing something better that would be expensive, like a different reinforced-style house or something, because that's, that's all we do is research what we can make more money at, and I'd rather research well, actually, what solves I've, the problem. I've seen where they're, like, they build a house completely out of concrete. They, it's poured concrete. Oh, the 3D print those things now. The whole, I mean, the, whole, the, 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 the molds and everything for the windows, the whole thing, they just dump concrete into it. Yeah. And it hardens, including the roof. Um, you shingle over it or put a metal roof on, but, um, you know, the actual, like, it's, you're basically in a concrete bunker. Right. The houses look great, and they're practically indestructible. They're really cold in the winter. Well, no, not necessarily. As long as you heat them efficiently from outside. Well, yes. even then, you would still be able to put, you know, a vapor barrier insulation and then drywall with studs yeah. inside it. I mean, it's just like what we're in right now. Right now, yeah. Right. right now, we're in a concrete, essentially in a concrete bunker. It's the warmest room in the house. That's true. Mostly because I refuse to turn the air or turn the furnace over sixty-two, but that's me. <laughs> So you'd want to do, you you think, doing more research for... Yeah, a bunch of stuff, including video games and virtual reality. Virtual reality. Yeah, I got a whole list, a whole list of things I want to do. Right on. All right, who wants to go next? Well, I didn't even do my homework. <laughs> shocker. So, so. It was a total shocker to me, because I knew you wouldn't. I knew of, of all the people... It would be you. All the people, there are four of us. It's a little well, hyperbolic. Yeah, but still, it would have been me if it was more. But, yeah, I didn't do it. Even any... if there was only the two of us. He would still be him. Reading. I didn't do any prep, man. In fact, I didn't even know this was a thing until probably yesterday. We just talked about it last week. Well, I, I forgot. And Pete would make a whole bunch of half-ass plans and then like watch TV on Sunday instead. It's exactly what like I would do. Ten billion dollars sitting in the bank. I would just <laughs> like watching Netflix. Yeah, right. I would, I would do half-ass plans and like, hey, I'm I'm really hungry for like a hundred million dollar pizza. I'm gonna... right. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I'm just winging it now, but I would probably see what I can do to find um, better renewable energy. Um, start working on solving the fresh water problem that will eventually hit us in the future. Um, maybe not Michigan so much. Desalinization technology? Yes, desalinization right. technology would be really important coming up here in the future, I see. I foresee that as being an issue. Do you think you would probably, uh, a lot of the news right now has been about the plastics every, and everything. Like, in general, like they said we poop more plastic than we think every year. Hmm. Oh. Well... I don't know what I would do with that, but maybe, well, you know, maybe we can, um, more, better recycling technology. I mean, I mean, we can do that. I mean, if you want to talk locally, I mean, the Flint kids need new everything. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably start with a school 
a school that kids want to go to because the Flint schools are well, just, just crumbling. Properly fund the ones that exist. And yeah, maintenance. Because that's I mean, never been a thing in Flint. No, it's not a thing. We're, we're, we're already building a new school. Well, I mean, I mean, the not the new private expensive charter school. It's a, it's a public charter. Not the new public charter school. I mean the, you know, for the general public. The schools where the kids go now. I would like to build something new for them because they get nothing. And maybe maybe somehow set up a fund where they can have new books every once in a while. Right. But isn't you know? that how you just run a school? Is where you like plan your budget for all of the things that you're going to need to do to maintain that school as a school? When did that well, stop? Yeah, that stopped about 30 years ago when mm-hmm. Flint started to decline and the Board of Education just kind of sat on their hands waiting for the money to come back. In the 80s, Pizza yeah. had some stats. We were doing some research today at work. Yeah, he was, and it was job-related. That uh, you guys working at work. So, yeah, isn't that weird? So the, popula- the population of Flint is now 96,000, give or take. In 1916... The population of Flint was 84,000, give or take. And by 1920, we were at 100,000 over what we are now in 2018. So, in 1920... Thank you, General Motors. We had more people in Flint than we do right now. And consequently, so Flint's down to one high school now. Mm-hmm. And in 19... 19- Yes, one, one high, school. high school. I mean, one functional high school. There's small charter schools that you can. Carmen Ainsworth still. Well, Carmen Ainsworth's not, really. not Flint schools, so. It's not run by Flint schools. It's its own. The Flint community. The Flint community school district has one. Right. High school. One high school, down from four. There's one remaining. One the one closed last year. So there's one high school, and in 1916, when the population was 84,000 people. There was exactly one high school for that yeah. population size. The old Flint Central. And it was Flint Central, yep. Northern was the second school to open and consequently the first school to close. No, second school to close, funny enough, because the first school to close in Flint was Flint Central. But Northern opened in 1924, 26, I believe, hmm. as the second high school when we approached over 100,000 people. So we've dropped below 100,000 since the first time since probably 1920. And we're down to one high school, just like before 1920. Which is very odd. And we do have a speakeasy now. Kind of. Kind of. There's X. The the special club or something. Through a a, a bookcase. Where is this at? It's uh, right next to Table and Tab. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you go into the alley... Right, and then there's a button that you can press, and they'll buzz you in, and then you go up the stairs, and then there's a bookcase, and you press a book on the bookcase, and it'll open up, and then you get into the bar. Fancy. A year ago, they opened a, they opened one behind a Pringles dispenser in a taco stand in Fenton. I've still not been to that, and I'm desperate to go there. No Pringles dispenser. And people a taco say that, yeah. and the tacos are good, is what I hear. I've heard the taco. Yeah, I've heard the tacos have gotten better. Oh, good. Um, they were okay when they first opened, but they're good now. Yeah, that's interesting. Tacos mm-hmm. and hidden doors. I'm all about it. That's that's where Dan's spending his ten million. Mm-hmm. That's probably a hipster paradise in both those places. Oh yeah, undoubtedly. It's all Mumford and Sons and and uh, have you have you camps. been to the new David one? Brothers? 
I like the Hewitt Brothers, though. The new one? What? The one you were just talking about, oh, X. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I was there taking pictures at their opening. Hmm. That's the only re- reason I go places, ever. To take pictures? Yeah. Uh, yeah, my, my social life consists of getting paid to leave my house. Otherwise, I don't leave my house. Uh, why would you? That's exactly me. What the hell are you doing here? Well, I'm I'm thinking this is more of a long-term plan. The checks will come in later. Play, playing the long game. Yeah. Got I it. did that today. Yeah, I, I played the long game today. What did you play the long game at today? Um, <clears throat> bought that lottery ticket. At oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I did buy a lottery That's ticket. That's the short game. That is, I'm going to get rich tomorrow. <laughs> no, tonight. Tonight's the night. Tonight. What time do they draw? Eleven. My last 11. ones did not pan out. I, I did not wake up a billionaire. Mm. It's I'm depressing, sorry. right? It's super yeah. depressing. I was trying not to get my hopes up, but weirdly, it's still hopes were up. Did it feel a little bit like Christmas? Like the night before Christmas, you realized that you weren't from South Carolina, and I woke up like an hour early, and couldn't stop thinking about what I would do with the money. Well, you, like, you had an answer, which was better than my no answer. Well, yeah, it's because well, that's like one of my pastimes is to think what I would do if I won the lottery. Right. Well, I don't have that pastime. It's probably healthier. Uh, it probably. I is. don't. I don't actually play the lottery. Actually, I I actually think it's healthier that of what we do think, Dana. Of what we would do if we won the lottery, because it doesn't allow the existential dread to fully engulf us. It allows us to at least fight it back just a little bit to keep moving through the day. A little bit. Just a little bit. Just yeah. enough. Imagining you made a difference. Right. Sometimes I imagine that we'll have triple digit listeners to this, but I know it's a pipe dream. It might happen. Uh, no, no, no. We, we hit 68 on number one. Nice. We're almost at so whopping 75%. 75%? How many of them went on to watch episode two? We're listening to episode two. I don't know. Yeah. All of them. Just later. Somebody's phone's ringing. It's not mine. It's expected spam. Oh. Oh. Dana's phone. Is it that time already? I don't want to pay my student loans. Who they, does? Didn't, they didn't do anything for me. They didn't. No. I went to college because they said it would be uh, a career path. And it wasn't. Yeah, it so didn't happen for I either one of us. I feel like it was false advertising. Well, when you say 16th century Russian uh, painting, it, yeah. <laughs> it's right. kind of a niche market. Actually, that would have been better for both of us. <laughs> I have an art book. It's that thick. Yeah, I know about 16th century Russian painting. And no, it doesn't get you any money, just in case you're wondering. Unless you stole one, <laughs> sold it. Yeah, right. you, might be, you might be able to get a a, a job uh, in the Hermitage or something like that if you move to Moscow. Yeah, yeah. it's possible. Because we all want to live in Russia. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to live oh, in Russia. Oh, who doesn't? <laughs> ah. Russia's actually really small. The Ukrainians are what? so excited to, move, to to live in Russia that they're like you know revolting against their government. Well, they're revolting because Russia's taking over. Crimea well, yes, again. I, I know why that. I know that's actually what's happening. But okay. I was because being, I was just being facetious. Because Ukraine just keeps getting screwed over by everybody. Yeah, what did they do? Like, why are they like the the whipping boy of the? They are a major I don't know, port. Used, used to be Poland. Yeah, no, no. Ukraine is a major port. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the only. Well, back then during World War Two, was like one of the only ports, warm ports on the Black Sea. So they're a major strategical point, and they're also known as the breadbasket of Europe. 
because oh, they have so they very keep fertile lands. In the bread basket. They keep getting hit in the bread basket. I I learned this because we we did a story on actually a doctor whose family escaped Nazis from Ukraine. They were both uh, Nazi slave labor. Wow. Yeah, I did a story on that. So I learned all the stuff about Ukraine doing that story. Yeah. Wow. It's <laughs> funny that Ken just brought it up. Yeah, it is weird how things like that transgress. So, Ken, with your $10 billion, what would you do? Do, do I have a time frame? Am I limited on how long I can take to do? You Wait, can choose five things. How long you can take to tell us your answer or how long you have to no, spend no. your money? How long I have to spend the money. Oh. I I, mean, as, I, as I have stated, in 20 years, in $10 billion, I can either transform the continent of Africa or I can save the United States. Which do you think would be more beneficial to the world? The world in general? Africa. Would it get America to stop bombing everybody? Possibly. Might be the, might be the way to go. It's a little selfish. Uh, so tell me which one, because I'm, I'm... Well, let's play hometown. So you're going to save America. All right, I'm going to spend my $10 billion ending gerrymandering. On a state level, in every state. And then once that's done, we're going to spend some time... Uh, on lobbying reform, mm-hmm. once the uh, races become more competitive and Congress becomes more mixed and people actually have to, you know, pay attention, then we work on lobbying reform so that we take away the power of the lobbyists. And at that point, then we can uh, fix campaign finance with a constitutional amendment. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and the endless, endless inflow of dark money into our uh, national debate. That, mm-hmm. That's how I'm going to spend my $10 billion. But that's going to take 20 years. You think it's going to take 20 years to do it? Yeah, because we need because um, the movement to end gerrymandering by 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 creating citizen commissions to draw um, congr- uh, district lines is needs to be accomplished on a state level, and to get every and to, to get actually that worked through every state, um, it's going to take some time. We started the first step in Michigan. That's right. We November are November six. Prop pro- two. Mm-hmm. Vote, vote, vote. There's, there's, there's no argument uh, in favor of gerrymandering that, that, that isn't nakedly partisan. Right. Nope. Or nope. Se- and selfish. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so how would you fix Africa? I'd build highways. Just high-speed high- traffic, uh, high-speed travel routes. High-speed um, by Possibly high-speed rail. Um, the, uh, the, the big problem is that the aid that everybody seems to be pouring into Africa from, you know, the... International Red Cross or the Gates Foundation to wherever Band Aid can't get it can't get it can't the supplies can't get to where they need to go. Work for the Romans and they just keep getting stolen. So if we can you know build some if we can truck it down a highway, uh, you know from country to country, that's uh, it would be a huge step. And then um, you know maybe some sanitation. Irrigation I- infrastructure is really like it's not a sexy thing, but it's it's really what what the continent needs to. Yeah, uh, we need some infrastructure to, to work up. here, right? Dude, I thought yeah. that's my tire today coming driving over here. What pothole did you hit? Um, just in front of the Rock, Hammerberg and Ballinger. Mm, I don't take that route. Well, there was a train, so I didn't oh. come across Vance like yep. to Atherton, yep. Yep. so yep. I went down to Fenton. Yeah, so the light changed, and I it was slowing down, dude. That was, that was 
That was hard. Right, one of those potholes where you turned on the radio. Like, oh crap! Yeah, like, <laughs> like, was did I get did I get shot or was that a pothole? That was the game today. Rattled your frame, did it? I just <laughs> I, I take Ballinger, um, where it becomes Twelfth Street, straight to um, either Grand Traverse and Cutover or straight to Saginaw. It's a safe route. So There's not huge potholes. As far as roads, well, this was so, on. Um, it was really right in front of the rock. The rock. You know what it is? The, the block. Like Dwayne Johnson, the rock? No, the block. Some people call it the rock, like some people call it the block. He's been, hard times. He's been hanging out on Ballinger for kind of a long time. Yeah, the rock. He has. Gets painted. substance abuse? Yeah. Poor guy. He was such a good actor. <clears throat> so It's I'm, actually a drainage pump. That's funny. We did a story on it. We did. And a cover. And a cover. So, speaking of roads, I'm going to say something that would would get me kind what? of kind of beaten up in Flint. But I think it's time for the bricks to go. No. That's on my list, is to create an industry of brick manufacturing and then a job force of people to maintain the brick streets and hopefully push them back out. Because uh, they can do it in Amsterdam. Why? It's, it's a possible thing. And they're the bricks brick on Saginaw People Street. don't drive in Amsterdam the way they drive here. Yeah, the bricks in Saginaw Street, have downtown Flint, are we do. that road is... The worst. Regular maintenance. But what do you call the car show? Right. The what? What do you call the car show? So I, car I, show. I think I have a solution Back to the that. bricks? Yeah, you can't go back to the bricks because they're bricks. I have a solution. You can still I call it that. I think I have a solution. Okay. Use some of your money and make a polymer out of epoxy that's clear. And just overlay the bricks as they are. Yeah, but there's also winter. So seeing those buses and old people. I mean, when the, fly down when the, the street. well, no, you can, you can actually wet, make. Dog. You can put in there also. In, then. in Fenton, a few years ago, they actually uh, they they asphalted the road, and then they stamped it with brick-looking something or other. Um, so it actually it appears as though okay. it's uh, the, the crosswalks are brick. Manufacture bricks that you can run current through. To I would heat say them up. you don't. You can actually just heat the oh, current you know, you, bricks on up. You, you can just run to. the lines underneath the current bricks. Yeah, it's just water pipes underneath. That's the heated driveways and stuff. That you can do that totally right now. Totally doable. Let's do it. We, there's 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 really no reason. And then we you can, can put the society have and then you roads. can actually do that to the sidewalks. Right. And then you can epoxy the road with the bricks, and then you don't have to worry about it because the roads are always going to be like it's summertime. And then you're going to say, well, what happens if the power goes out and then everything happens? Well, you know what? You geothermal it so that the water goes down oh, far. Yeah. And then about that. the own circulation from the water doing that, once you jumpstart it, will keep it running forever. Is it at all possible to build with lava? <laughs> oh, yeah. We were going to talk about that. Oh, yeah. I said we could build ro- uh, We could build landmass and roads. Right, so you just like pump it up from the ground, right? In Land the direction kind of, of where you want, so we get the lava flow well, yes. on its own, hopefully but relatively smooth. We could actually harness yeah. it to build more landmass. Like, you want Hawaii to be another, you know, million square miles? You can do it. Just pump it, yeah. Just, just dig down deep enough and let it flow. Through what? Well, PVC? Is that going to work? No. I don't see what could possibly go wrong. <laughs> you know, we unveil our $10 billion PVC network of right. lava flow building equipment and then turn it on. We'll just do it. We'll just melt. make it out of obsidian. That's how you do Brewster's Billions right there. How do you, how do you blow How do you blow $10 billion? That's exactly how. We'll do it out of, um, uh, let's see, we could, we could do concrete. That's possible to work. We could do diamond. 
That sounds like fun. Flashy. I mean, there's enough actual diamonds out there, you know, because they're not actually, like, that rare and stuff that if we just compile them together, that it appears. I mean, can you just build components out of other lava that's cooled? Yeah. Just. I mean, what what's a lava tube made out of? Right? Lava. Cold. Yeah. The first one flow really a little bit. Direct it. Right. You're just digging know. through it once it's already there once. I'm just saying, if you wanted to do Africa, <laughs> you're digging through it. I'm not digging. I'm not digging through it. Well, I'm not going to be physically doing it. We got a ten million, ten billion dollars to pay somebody else to oh, do it. Oh, we can this. pay someone else to do it. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Russians already have the one hole. They can build another one. Russians definitely do have the one hole. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do. They have the deepest hole ever, and then they have the one that's burning forever too. They have a burning hole. <laughs> You, you didn't know this? The they've, got two ho- they've got two holes, one of them's burning. Yeah. <laughs> forever. It is forever. burning it is burning forever. You never heard about this before. What went into that hole? I don't even know what they were doing. They just wanted to It was like a natural gas thing or something. Yeah, they hit a gas like, oh, they hit a national a natural underground gas pocket. We'll just burn it off. So they set it on fire. And, it, and it's then it's been never burning for burning. like eighty years. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, it's like you know, in Pennsylvania, in Centralia, Pennsylvania, there's a there's a there's a fire burning underground has been for like forty or fifty years now. It's, it's called the Kola Super Deep Borehole. That's in boring. Russia. And the the Kola Super Deep Borehole. It's nine Bore. inches in diameter. They got to work on their marketing for sure. Yeah, call it the Super Fire Hole. And it was forty thousand two hundred thirty feet deep. Good God. That is kind of a super borehole. There's a walkway that you can throw pennies out. Walk out. <laughs> Make a wish, throw it into the fiery hole. That sounds perfect for in Russia. Cent- in Centralia, Pennsylvania, uh, which is a near ghost town, there was also a coal mine fire that's been burning beneath the borough since 1962. Yeah, and it'll, it'll never end, they said too, right? No, probably not. Not within, not, not within the next 10,000 years. Wow, it burns like until per, into perpetuity. Until yeah, until 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 all until the entire vein of coal burns up. <clears throat> wow. Uh, Way to it. go, guy who started that one. Way to go. Way to go, Carl. You ruined a whole town because you had to have a cigarette. Right. Well, can't they just build a like a coal factory on top of that? No. Nope. No. No. You can't vent the heat. No, like all the plant life and everything's about dead too. It's right. Like it's 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 it's, it's the town is nearly abandoned. What's the town name? Centralia. Yeah, good job, Carl. Pennsylvania. Right. Yes. So what you're saying is housing is cheap. <laughs> hey, heating is free. Right. I just want to look at it on Google cheap. Maps. Heating is free. But coal's coming back, Ken. Oh yeah, coal's gonna come back. I don't know, dude. There's some trees still here. Can I just say, for the record, um, and I've made this comment before, that we need, you know, creating American jobs uh, by via the coal. Forty-five thousand people in this country work in the coal industry. Still. Yeah. Okay. But no, at its peak. Oh, at its peak. At its peak, like forty-five thousand people working. Do, in coal you, do we know how many are working now? Less Let me than see that. if I can find out. How many are working at um, But here's the. <laughs> 110,000 people work at JCPenney. Right. And they're not even doing that well. I mean, how many people worked at Sears, Kmart before they, you know, filed for bankruptcy? I mean, if you really want to save American jobs... It says there's... Just, as of last year, there was 50,000, roughly. 
fifty thousand people working in coal. Yep. Yeah, but that was never the and point. Coal is a finite resource. Fi- coal is a finite resource. We are going to run out of it. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Carl. Whereas endless Carl. desire for consumer goods is never going to abate. So, anyways, hey, the man, one in Russia that's burning is called the door to hell. That's better. I completely forgot why we're talking about this right now. Because we're spending ten billion. We're spending ten billion dollars how to save stuff. Oh, that's right. You're you're you're, 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 you're buying lo- you're building lava roads. Yeah, lava lava towns. I'm just trying roads. to help you in Africa. If, if you can tap those, then you don't have to truck resources to build the roads. You just run the rivers wherever you want them. How about we make America a real functioning uh, democracy again, and we can just appropriate the money to build roads in Africa? Hmm. We can do that. We could do that. We, we, we can't well, do that right we, now. We could, but we can't. Theoretically. We possible. can't even help ourselves. It's theoretically possible, but yeah, we can't, I mean, we can't even build our own roads. I mean, yeah. I mean, shit, we can't even help our... We have vets or who, are, who are homeless. We have, that's, because, that's, because, that's because Medicare and Medicaid and, and Social Security are, are taking up all of our funds. Well, exactly. So we got to stop all this <laughs> stuff. Only there weren't childlike pie charts that show that it's definitely military spending killing us. And tax cuts. Yeah. That are contributing to trillion dollar deficits. Wait, wait, wait. What do they? What do? What do conservatives call those entitlement programs? Entitlement that programs. we pay into since the yeah, first which day is completely that we work. said that does not affect the deficit at all. Yeah, that we pay into. That's right. our money yeah. that you're stealing, that by you're the way. That you're entitled to because yeah. it's your money. That's yes. my money. Yeah, I paid into it. So if you're going to stop those programs, I would like my check, please. Yeah, yeah, I'll take my money back, please. I'll take my money, please. Because, come on. Because there's a spreadsheet upstairs in my on my computer that will tell me exactly how much money I've paid to Social Security since I started working. I know these numbers. Good. Can I borrow your numbers? I want my money back. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this, that's me ours. That's our money. That's not taxes. It's not your money. It's our money. That's our money. And that's when we cut in from the Goonies. Taking them back. I'm taking them all back. That's right. $50 bill. $50 bill. <laughs> I saw a post today that said that if you want to stop abortions, then help the people who are trying to better the people with better education, better contraceptives, and you know that kind of stuff. No, no, Jesus. No, you're you're wrong there. I mean, let's let's completely ignore the fact that during the the, the, the abortion rates go down during Democratic administrations. Let's let's forget that point. Um, and 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 you know, let's focus on the fact that it doesn't matter if you improve people's quality of life; they're still going to have kids out of out of wedlock, and uh, and they're they're not going to want them. Quality of life has no plays no part in that. It's just a lack of personal responsibility. That's all it is. I'm sorry, I can't even say that with straight face. I was going to say <laughs> so ridiculous. You were doing a really good job of being an a hole. Seriously, not you. Oh, oh god, that was so hard, guys. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, say something stupid. So this was so the the post got me thinking about something, uh, and it was this. And I, wonder, I was wondering, and I didn't do the research yet to see if that actually is available, but I wonder how many abortions are done by liberals versus the number of abortions done by Republicans, conservatives. Well, I bet you liberals would be more. You think so? Oh, yeah. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I honestly don't think you're so. You're forgetting that, that the majority of religious Christians in this country are conservatives. 
No, so I know that. And so those, they're anti-abortion. They're anti-abortion. Um, which we're is also, why we're also discounting so the fact that the more educated people are, the more liberal they tend to be, and doctors are about as educated as a person can get. Right. And, and the educated people tend to take steps, A, not to get pregnant, and B, can make logical choice if, if the child is going to be... I don't know. Right. Well, it's just back to quality of life and ability to make choices for your own life. Like, a lot of people, that's that's the choice. Nobody's want that. Nobody's pro-abortion. Everybody's pro, like, getting through their life. Yeah. Like, nobody's out like, man, I hope we can kill more babies. Like, that would be the best thing is if we just had this, like, whole healthcare system where we could just kill all the babies that we want to. I don't think anyone's ever really said that until now. I think what... Because it sounds kind of horrible. Yeah, I think what gets me is... Did you guys see that commercial? I mean, we're wading into some muddy waters here, which could get us in trouble, but whatever. You guys see that commercial where it's like the anti-abortion commercial where it says, please help save birthdays. Have you seen this one? Oh, yeah. I just I heard it. I didn't see the commercial. I heard it, though, yesterday. Well, my question is, what about the birthdays of kids that are sick, of kids that don't have anybody living in foster homes? What about those birthdays? It's suddenly like when the kid is born, it's now not, they don't care. The kid it's not, is no, born. It's not, it's not birthdays. It's birthday. Their first birthday. They're pro-birth. They're not, they're not, they're not pro-life. They're pro-birth. Yeah. Because once the kid's born, they don't wash their hands of it. Oh, yeah. They don't care yeah. anymore. A bunch of freeloaders. Right. I think that's that's kind of the most despicable thing. I kind of want to slippery slope that. Like this whole, the whole thing. We're like, at what point does it become... You know, a human, whatever, and I don't know. I'm not going to say it on the podcast. I'll say it on the break. Okay. So, with my $10 billion. Oh, yeah, we're still on that. Go. I personally would work on energy, schools, and figure out how to do something like the New Deal again. I thought he was going to say Fig Newtons. Fig new fig new. Science inconvenient, but I do love fig new. <laughs> and I also to help facilitate people to pay attention, we give one penny to everybody in the United States. From high orbit. Yep. <laughs> Direct down. <laughs> just drop them. <laughs> Catch your penny. From suborbit, yeah, yeah. At the top, from the top of the slide, just yeah, toss them the, off the top of the slide. No, that's it. See, they have to go down the slide oh. to get their penny. And it's like lined with dollar bills. Yes, yeah. like dollar bills, yeah. It's like one of those uh, money booths. You just gotta grab as much as you can. Right. As you're going down, you just have to reach out and grab. But the hundreds are like a little further out, so you gotta lean over the edge a little bit. Never mind the fact that the terminal velocity, you know, a dollar bill can like cut your hand off. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. It's all good in the end. Nothing to worry about. You can bring your own gloves. It's not against the rules. Just didn't tell anybody. Yeah, you also want to bring your own oxygen tank. Just saying. Right. <laughs> the most unconscious people sliding past all the cash. So now I want to change the topic. That's how we save the money. And drop the money amount down some. Drop the mic. And say, everybody real quick, to go through and say, if you had... Five bucks. A, a, let's say $10 million. Okay. What would you personally do with your $10 million? Possibly buy my neighborhood still. Like, buy all the houses in the neighborhood and try and make it into a community. Because uh, at the very least, if it didn't 
pan out, you can still can sell the houses and hopefully for profit. Um, I don't know, 10 million is so easy to spend through. It's, it's hard to really try and make a, a real dent in the world. But they're making a dent. No, for you. This is your money. Oh. You, just whatever you want to do. Um, seven G5s. So they fly in tandem. Once one's running low on gas, I can skydive into the other one and just keep circling the world, like drinking mojitos and partying at whatever the local. I, I assume uh, for some reason I, I instantly assumed he was talking about Pontiac G5. Me too. <laughs> Until he said skydive into one. I was like, do they? Do, like my you would Pontiac G5. <laughs> I thought he went a little crazy for there for a second. Pontiac, they don't even make those anymore. You'd have to find them. I was going to say, that's, like a, that's, that's the equivalent of the sunbird. I mean, watch that. <laughs> uh, well, that's the thing. is, it, Out of the back of the plane pops the G, other G5, the baby G5. And I drive that all like uh, Fast and Furious style into another plane. And then as the last one, a G6, that's blaring that song. That right. starts with, like, a G6. Yeah, that was it, right? Like, yeah. a G6? Yeah, that's right. And then when the G6 runs out of gas, it explodes. Right. Explodes in diamonds. Oh, into diamonds. Yeah, and it just rains diamonds And on then those diamonds rain down and make a tube. And then they become the, t- the, the two tickets to that thing you really want to see. <laughs> and it makes this lava tube. The lava just comes up and makes your own private island. Perfect. Sounds great. Pete, yeah. what would you do with your $10, $10 million personal boys. funds? For yourself. Build a stadium to watch the end of Danon. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, what would you do? Um, oh, man, what would I do? Well, I'm going to take the millennial choice and say, pay off all my loans. All right. Maybe fix up my house and probably just bank the rest of it and help, and help people who need it. Right on. Ken? Uh, same. I'd live debt-free. Uh, finish reno- finish renovating the house. Uh, put some money away for investments. Maybe travel a little bit more. That'd be about it. Ten million dollars isn't a isn't a isn't a great deal of money. No, but it's enough. To do. You could you could live the rest of your life. Uh, no, if, if you live conservatively, yeah, if you don't go too outlandish. Now, if I won that one point six billion dollar lottery last night, that's actually one point five three six. Still, what would you do, Jabo? With ten million dollars of my own 10 money. Ten million dollars of your own money. Buy all the magic cards. I actually, I would spend a little bit of on it. Buying you would it. actually buy Pontiac G fives. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I would just buy the whole city of Pontiac. Oh, why? Because <laughs> like, hey, it's coming back. It is. is. It really? Property values are on the rise. All right, good job, Pontiac. Way yeah, to go, go Pontiac. No, I actually wouldn't buy Pontiac. Um, I would probably buy a little bit of land somewhere, um, and then build a hermit hut. <laughs> Technically, yes. A, a hermitage. Um, actually, hermitage. I would like to build like a little community of tiny homes and make it into which we'll talk about in the next segment. Um, Airbnb rentals. Ooh. Nope. And um, do stuff like that. I'm pay off my loans and whatnot. Probably pay off some of family's you know debt. A little bit here and there. Make a nice place for my mom and dad. You know, typical stuff. I think. Hire them a nurse. Yeah, hire a nurse. For sure. Constant care. Build so. a pneumatic tube to the local pizza place. <laughs> They're there every week already, so yeah. So, but all right, guys, we'll be right back out of the break. So I'm recording. I'm I'm, I'm starting this. This is gonna be golden. <laughs> oh God. Okay, so this was a conver- conversation with my family today. We are having a Christmas 
get together. Um, you no, have a family group text, don't you? Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's my funny. aunts and everything. Like a Christmas get together. We have a Christmas get together in November. November first weekend of November. That's a Thanksgiving get together at best. Uh, it's Christmas. More likely a, hol- a Halloween get together. Nope, it's Christmas because there's a lot of people that are going to be out of town this year. So they're talking about games, and my mom says because she does this and she likes to try to get everybody coordinated. She's that mom. She says shirts should be some variation of red, white, or green. Pants, anything. And I say, pants optional then. You're not allowed to. And my aunt pants. says, yuck. <laughs> and my mom says, yeah, Pete, you can wear skivvies though, or go commando. And then I say, banana hammock? Question mark. And my sister Kate chimes in. I disliked banana hammock. And my mom says, "Ew." For your information, one of the rescue dogs named was Banana Hammock. See, she just got a dog. The dog's name is Simon. It's a very tiny schnauzer of some sort. Show me a picture of it. Schnauzer, one might say. Yes. Oh, but not so miniature. And then, and not so. Yeah. Apparently, not so miniature. And then my mom texts. Oh, I'm sorry. Not not Simon. Samson. I got the Samson. name. Samson. My mom texts. And Samson could could have been named Banana Hammock. He's well endowed. And I chime back. Okay, that's gross. <laughs> you win this gross out, mom. And then my mom says, "Yes, but he's proud." And well, then, as long as he's proud, then it's all good, right? And then no. My, and then my sister sadly says, "Although this text is intriguing." We cannot attend as the kids have school on Monday. She lives in New Jersey. Wish we could. Also, I have no banana hammock information to share. Hmm. And that was the end of this. Why is she intrigued by the thought of the dog being well endowed? You obviously don't know how my family works. <laughs> and especially Kate. I count myself She's, lucky for that We're one. all very odd. No shit, really? That surprises me in absolutely no way whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, we're all very odd, but yeah, that was the conversation with my mom. That's about good times. That's banana good times. Havocs and Dog Endowment. That's how that went. Man, that was a weird text. Yeah, it was. I started it, though. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> that sounds like... You know what? I think everything is just your fault. <laughs> you I took did. you that long to figure it out? Uh, I do ask myself that every morning. That everything's... Is this Pete's fault in some way? No, where the fuck did I go wrong with my life? Oh, jeez, we already know. Oh, you do? Tell me. I need to know. <laughs> we all got the memo, dude. You missed it. Oh, it's, it's due to your hermit nature. My hermit nature? Hermit no. nature. No, that's new. It was 10 years at Office Max. Ooh, yeah. It was 11. Broke was it 11? That's even worse. Yeah. Ouch. How long was I there? I think I was there six. I have no idea. Too long. Too long. Too long. Mm-hmm. You guys are dumb. Two months. <laughs> you were the one that was there the shortest of all. Dating was there two months. I think it, was, it must have been longer than that. I Just, think it, but not by much. I Just, think it was at least five or six. I think it was. I think it was six. Just long enough to meet his wife. I did three and three. Did Melissa work there then? Yeah, mm-hmm. she was in the. She was the copy girl for like four years. Well, I know she worked there. Yeah. No, no, I, did, I did three. I worked three with three. her. Mm-hmm. I did three years at Office Max, three uh, three months at Office Depot, and three years at Staples. I wasn't at Staples. And for then I got, and then I was done year. with retail altogether. 
office supplies ruined me. <laughs> I still I still know everything there is about pens, and I'm still a pen snob. Oh, so am I. Jonathan and I also had it out about pens the other day. You know, why? Because, it, I, because he's, still, he's still addicted to his tool pens? Yes, yes, that's exactly why. And I'm like, no, dude. Zebra pens are the best pens. No, they're not. They still Let me I'm show a, you why. If I'm going to do it, I'm, uh, it's a Pilot G2 for me. Oh, I can't if do I'm, gel. Going gel. Screw gel. Zebra's not gel. Zebra's neat. I don't. I don't. I don't care for a ballpoint though. I prefer a rollerball. Oh man, you take the you get the worst pens. I just like the way they write. I also have strong pen opinions. Yeah. Well, what do you want, Bix? <laughs> really Whatever good, comes you, in the mail. You like a good stick. <laughs> you know, the free ones. Yeah. The, free ones. <laughs> the one with the built-in you know, stylus. Because you know those, I, those I, are nice. I get that one all the time, and I try to use it on my phone, and it never works. I'm like, Has you guys ever so used it? Inferior products. So so. Has anybody ever written with a thousand dollar pen? Yes, because I have and Ken has, and it's probably the same damn pen. Was it a Mont Blanc? It was a Mont Blanc. Absolutely, yep. At Office Max, and I said this pen is it was nine ninety nine ninety nine, and I had to write with it. And you know what? Not so good. No. No, so the worst part is it's not about the writing. I guess it's about what the pen is made of because the the, the refill was just your standard little bic yeah. kind of refill, the yeah. the little plastic empty tube. Yeah, it's all about the material. It's all about construction material. It has nothing to do with the ink. Yeah, but it's still plastic. Yeah, see, I think that one did claim to have. I have a, a Parker Rollerball upstairs in my desk drawer that is the smoothest uh, pen I've ever used in my entire life. I love it. But I, I actually I used to I used to own a Mont Blanc. Fountain pen that was a gift uh, for for uh, I don't even remember what now. Uh, my grandma gave it to me because you know she thought it was important to have things like that back in the days when people wrote letters. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've I've used the terribly expensive pen and I, I like it, but for my everyday use, it's just not practical. It's just not practical to pay anything that much for a pen when you can buy two zebras in a two pack for roughly seven bucks. Mm. And they last you for quite some time. Yeah, I normally just write with the hollowed out finger of my enemies and write with ink. In their blood. Yeah. Well, it's it's not red though. It's hard to get paperwork done really right if you're writing in red. But no, that's the blood's true. In no. there. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of India ink, a little bit of blood. Yeah. Every yeah. time we make corrections at work, I count myself. Oxygenated blood. Mm-hmm. Is that still still blue? I just still use tall pens. Uh, we know, dude. We and you know. still call it the wrong thing. I don't care. It's tool. You're a tool. Like yourself. <laughs> I like them. Fine. There's nothing wrong with them. I have I have some I have some tool pencils, mechanical pencils upstairs. I mean, no, okay. I don't like the pen, uh, mechanical pencils. Suck. Oh, you're those. a jerk. Nobody likes you. <laughs> now the pencils with the side clicker for mechanical pencils, perfect. Uh, no, nope. I prefer the I, no, I prefer the I prefer the quick erase uh, pencil. I actually use actually the one really... in that drawer right there in front of you. No, I use the really cheap paper mates where you twist the end of it and the lead comes out because. The disposables? Gets, yeah, the disposables, because it gets rid of that button issue if you're clicking the button and the lead breaks and it screws up. Yeah, because you're not left-handed. Huh? Any of the pens with a construction with a thread at the top, just write that off. No, this okay. one's at the bottom. So down at the bottom of the thread, so it has an eraser, but the paper mates, cheap ones, you can buy them in a box of 12 for like 3 bucks. The, the one at the bottom, you twist the bottom nozzle where like the point would be, and that, that pushes the lead out. Right, where the point is where you write. Yeah. And you twist that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't do that? You can't no, do that if, with your left hand? If you're hand? left-handed, 
you twist it the wrong way while you're writing. Oh, I and see. And so you, it like, it retracts the pen, or if you're writing with those, or the ones that even just have the cap screwed on. You'll you know what, that makes that sense. While you're you know, I am, I am looking at this from a totally biased right-hander perspective. Yeah. You, you don't know the struggles. I have strong opinions about pens on which way they are constructed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or scissors, or notebooks. Uh, okay, so we were going to talk about something besides pens. Yeah. It probably was definitely not pens on the It list. was definitely, definitely not, not pens. pens. Yeah, so we're actually going to have to stop so I can go back and listen. Self-sufficient. There's no cash flow in homeless people. Unless you keep them as slave labor. We complain about capitalism, but we're trying to make money off this stuff. So we're no, 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 no. That wasn't the ten billion dollar thing. That was what I would do with my own personal money. Right. Not everything is about making money. Is okay. Okay. Explain to us your Airbnb. Well, actually, if I actually with my ten million dollars, and then the first part of it was uh, we take two million dollars of it and do start the fucking business plan we wrote a decade ago. That's oh, the yeah. first thing I would do. Forgot about the, that. And let me tell you another thing, angry Jonathan. <laughs> then I would start my little ago. Airbnb community with tiny homes. Dome homes? No, the little Are tiny Are they still going to be in like a really tight neighborhood? No, they'll be spaced out a little bit. It's not going to be like a campground. Yeah, you get like four feet between Something to construct tiny homes around a community garden. Yeah. And and then, uh, you know, like get some get some homeless people in there to uh to you know kind of teach them some sustainable farming techniques and stuff like that and give them a place to live and and let them be more self-sufficient and, and safe uh you know from the elements what if they're homeless because of mental disabilities or or they're vets that just lack medical we're going to care? have a uh, community center okay in, in the area with now we're uh, talking. that the, they would offer services for uh mental health services and, and things no, like that no you do one of those where you take the old the mall and put houses in there so you keep all the doors closed and then design it on the inside so it looks like it's outdoors so then all the patients can wander around and visit the post office or the movie theater in the you mean like the, what they're doing around. with the alzheimer's yeah. uh yeah i like that um but now we're getting more into what i do with the with the billion dollar lottery winnings well i mean that's a great idea for doing with that for sure but what would we do for the homeless people that lost everything because of medical bills they're, they 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 know how to sustain themselves. They just got unlucky. Oh, we have you a I have a plan for that too. Okay, I'm just making sure. Did you hear about that story a couple years ago where they one company bought up a whole bunch of it and just wrote it off for for them all? Yeah, uh, last week tonight, John Oliver did that. Fifteen million dollars. Oh yeah, that's who it was. Medical debt. Forgive yeah. it all. Yep. Sorry. Which they bought for like eighty thousand dollars. <laughs> right? Did they? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's the thing. You can buy debt. That is a horrible system. So cheap. I wonder how much I can buy my own debt for. Well, if you... Could I, like, buy it for less than I owe and then forgive myself? Yes. Yes. You can. If you can get it. If you can get them to sell it. Who wants to go in on some debt? <laughs> it's actually a very lucrative business. And it very can shady. be, yeah, if you're willing to do it, but... No, I'd totally buy some debt and, like, you know, just erase it. I'd start with student loans. Right? You should do that. I have one you can test on. Make sure the plan works. Me too. Do some Airbnb on student loans? Yeah. <laughs> Airbnb for people whose debt you've purchased, and they come stay in your house and then work for you. 
<laughs> that actually wouldn't be too bad. So they're like serfs in some way? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, and you could get a crown. And it would be awesome. That's dirty. Make him, make him call you Squire Jonathan. <laughs> no, I don't even yeah. want to see these people. You're not even just, a full knight. Just keep everything fantasy. looking good and <laughs> leave me alone. Squire Jonathan. One day I hope to be a real knight. I he ran out of potatoes. Drops up on his thoroughbred. And... Well, thanks for listening this week, guys. <laughs> Squire Jonathan, there's no room left in this Airbnb for me. You're muted. <laughs> I think I think that was actually sooner than last week. Good job, Pete. You're moving up in the world. <laughs> it's it's going to happen one day where I'm going to be muted in like the first ten minutes. No, that's, that's a, that's a lofty, one day I'm just not going to work to start. Though, my friend. <laughs> one day it'll just be like, where's Pete? I don't know. I'm like, I'm here. I'm trying to talk, Squire Jonathan. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start calling you Squire like all night, I'm and there's nothing I'm you can do about it. I'm sorry for this, buddy. No, you're not. You're not okay, sorry I'm at all. Not, but you're not sorry at all. <sighs> all right, Ken, you were gonna say why Airbnb is no. I'm world. I'm waiting for this is Jabo's segment. We're oh, okay. talking about Airbnb. I didn't really want you said we should talk about because he's on my. Poster. You said you wanted to talk about it. You said we were gonna talk about Airbnb in the next segment. Because you said we want to talk about it tonight. So anyways, Guardian posted today said that Airbnb can't go unregulated. It does too much damage to cities. What did it say was the damage it causes? I don't know. I never had a chance to actually read the article yet. Why are you posting these articles (laughs) you want to talk about if you don't read them? Because I post them so so we can all look at them and read them. awful. I am awful. (laughs) I already know that. So anyways, as a person who just recently actually partook in staying with an Airbnb place... I really didn't think it was something that was bad. Yeah, but so, you're not going to major tourist destinations. You were in, what, Tawas? Uh, West Branch, basically. West yeah. Branch, yeah. Um, the, the article was talking about Barcelona and how um, neighborhoods are being overrun by uh, tourists, uh, the, losing kind of the authenticity of the area. And then one guy was making 33,000 pounds a week in peak season. Managing a stable of uh, Airbnb properties. Okay, but that's what capitalism wants. Right. It runs con. Well. The, the The article talks about how it runs contrary to the original idea behind Airbnb, which was, um, you know, come and stay in my spare room. I'll make a little extra cash. You can experience authentic, you know, living wherever it is that you know you're at. Um, which you know is a nice idea, and there's a lot of places that you can still do that. I think the I think the article is a little bit myopic myopic in its opinions. Well, what's the difference between that and, like, hotels? Well, hotels is, you know, it's a structured place. So you can rent a room at that place, and that's it. it and, has... and, they're, and they're subject to local laws, and, and, and they assess you taxes and stuff like that. And there's yeah. regulations, and regulations. they have to provide, you know, clean environment and, you know, fresh linens. And, you know, there are standards that have to be maintained. Um, whereas Airbnb is, like, I could actually, <laughs> I could rent out this room. On Airbnb, without ever having to, you know, go through any kind of vetting process, I can just post a thing on Airbnb and say, you know, come rent my come rent my basement living room for, you know, two hundred bucks a night uh, here in beautiful down here in beautiful Flint. Why can't you do that? I can do that. In fact, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I met a friend of mine uh, because I did that. He comes to stay now once a year or twice a year, stays yeah. for a week, sits so right mean, here in this room, sleeps on that bed. It's your property. To be honest, you can do whatever you want. 
with mm. it. Right, but there's... As long as you're not, like, killing people. Or no, the article wasn't talking about, you know, like, the per- but people who take it to the next, you know, level where they're, you know, they're, 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 they're buying up an entire building and, like, renting it out as a, as a hotel, but they're unregulated. So they, you know, can do whatever they want or charge whatever they want or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the article has its good points and its bad points. I'm not necessarily... I'm, I'm more in your court with the whole thing, like... Make some money, you know. Do it, you know. If you can, if if you if you can afford to, you know, make thirty three thousand pounds a week, do it. What's funny about this is corporations, let's say hotels, scream and scream and scream and scream about regulations, right? So when this happens, now they're saying, well, this isn't fair. They're not regulated either. Why are they saying, how come I'm regulated? I don't get it. I mean, what 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 hotels want? They want the Airbnb. Airbnb absolutely, thing. they want to be Airbnb. It's not that they want to be less. I mean, they're claiming that they should also be regulated. But what they're what they're really saying is, we want to be able to do what they're doing. We want to be less regulated. Right. But they're claiming that oh, if you guys are gonna if they're gonna sell rooms over there, then they should be they should be regulated as well. I guess I could kind of see their. Standpoint. I can kind of see. I can see both sides of the argument. I can absolutely. see both sides. Yep. Yeah. On that one, so I think I think I think there doesn't have to be some kind of regulation as far as like standards and stuff like that. But I don't think it's necessarily. I don't think that people should have to be licensed to run out of room in their house. Yeah, because then you run to the fuzzy thing and say, "Hey, you you don't have anywhere to live. Come stay in my house. You just have to pay a little bit of the rent, which happens to all of us, mm-hmm. which all of us has done before, either being the renter or the rentee." Yeah, but right. Then, but then, but then, know, if you do that, are you going to have to deal with whatever regulations exist now? If you do that, if you're well, you know, most with regard to rentals and stuff like that, most people, you know, most leases have clauses against illegal sublets and, and things like that. But um, I think that as a homeowner, yeah, you want to make a little extra side cash, make a little extra side cash. If, to me, it's no different than if you're going to if you if you get on to Ann Arbor to go to a Michigan game. Everybody in a two square mile radius around the stadium is renting out spaces in their yard for people to park. To park, yeah. I shouldn't be re- those people shouldn't be regulated as a parking garage because they're doing that. Right. I mean, you can pay five bucks now, or fifty bucks at the high school. Right. <laughs> so, so for that particular game, they don't do that. But let's say if they paved their entire yard and put lines in it, which they are legally allowed to do, it's their property. Yeah. Should they then be regulated as being a parking lot? And then does that classify then under uh, zoning laws? Because then is that commercial or is that residential? Well, it's residential. If, if they're still, it's, if it's still a, their primary residential space, then it's still a residence. People, I, I could cover my yard in, quick, in, in concrete because I don't feel like mowing it. Yeah, there's actually people that do that, and they paint it green. Yeah. So it looks or, like you know... That in 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 the southwest and in Florida, you know, a lot, a lot of times the yards are sand or gravel because trying to grow grass and you know not being able to water it and stuff like that is an is an issue. Yeah. So you can park on that with no problem. But I think it's essentially at the end of the day, it's the same kind of situation. It, I don't know. I guess mostly because this the story I just thought it was interesting because, like I said, I had just recently used the service for the first time ever. But you're right, I didn't go to anywhere that was like a major place, but I mean, I guess I, I see it both ways, you know. I see that it, it is, could possibly be a problem because of regulations and stuff of that nature and cleanliness and whatnot. But at the same time, if I have an extra room and somebody needs a place to stay, they would rather stay with 
I thought it was really fascinating to me that there were some of them that you could actually stay in. And there was like, you share the house with us, you get a room, you know, and stuff like that. And then there's some of them are like, well, what I did was I actually rented a cabin. So, you know, it was just us in the cabin. So, you know, but that was still. See, and I would have no problem renting out space in the house if I wasn't there or, you know, renting out an entire house. I have no problem with that at all. But, like, VRBO, which is Vacation Rental by Owner, is, an, is, is a different website, same concept, that has been doing that for years. And, you know, every, everything seems to be fine. Nobody seems to have an issue with that. So, they kind of, in this article, they talk about Uber. Do you consider Uber to be a taxi company? I mean, that's what they're doing. But that wasn't the original idea. What was the original idea for Uber? Ride sharing. Like, okay, um, I'm going to the airport. You all see me ride to the airport? Give me 50 bucks, we'll call it good. We'll both go to the airport. Not, I'm going to leave my house, drive, pick you up, take you to the airport, and then drive back. That's what they do. I know, that's what they do, but that wasn't the original intention. But that's a taxi service. It doesn't matter what the original intention is, that's what it is now. Should it be regulated as such? Maybe. Because there's, there's a lot of cities doing that. They want to regulate it just like a... Because New York City, for example, uh, nobody can drive a cab without a, without a, without a license. Uh, you have to have the medallion, and it's, expen- and it's expensive. It's like $100,000 to get the medallion. In order to be a taxi, you have to have one. So, But Uber drivers can just, you know, jet around the city doing whatever they want. And they, they create a lot of problems for taxi drivers. In that, you know, like picking people up at the airport and stuff like that, where taxis can, you know, park and stand and wait... These cars are all clogging up, you know, that space, and, and they're taking revenue away from the from the taxi drivers. So, how much of it is unrestrained capitalism, and how much of it is, you know, oh, they're cutting into my market share? I don't know. It's a good question. I can see the taxi. I mean, the taxi drivers' standpoint. Yeah. Easy. Because they're getting screwed on this deal. But they're saying the same thing as the hotel people. They're saying the same thing oh, as I the hotel people. You have to be regulated too, but really I just wish I wasn't regulated. Yeah. Well, yeah. But like in places like here, I mean, Flint does have a taxi service. You hey, see, taxi! You see one like maybe every six months. Mm, right. Yeah, they're, if they're you're lucky. Between. Right? Like when was the last time you actually saw one? I couldn't even tell. Probably a year, right? I was. It was within the last week. Was it? Broken? I remember noticing that uh, one of the windows was broken out, and there was like a piece mm. of cardboard or something. Sexy. Blocking. Yeah. Were yeah. they driving? Yes, on the road. Oh yeah. Wow. You always. I don't know if it was in like service because I don't have like the light or anything on top, but it was the you know it had the logo and everything on it. It was. Uh, it was if, an actual cab. I wonder if it was actually just an old cab. Why would Why would you leave the logo on it? Maybe I don't, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I'm assuming that it, no, it's I've seen I've seen I've seen it before. It's a, it's a, it's it's an in-service cab, um, but you know you could you could get on your you could get on your phone and I'm guessing probably find you know five Ubers with oh, no yeah. problem. Oh no yeah. Problem. Well, that's my thing though. So in like our area, we don't have anything that where we have a, a big taxi service. You know, but you go yeah, down to, it, go down to Detroit though. In Detroit, it's a multi-million dollar industry in Detroit and billion dollar industry in, in New York City. And, 
mm-hmm. you know, Los Angeles and Chicago. I mean, you know, the, the, the major metropolitan areas. But even in Detroit, it's, you know, millions of dollars being made. But, you know, the the other advantage to Uber is I can I can get an Uber here to take me to Detroit, whereas you're not going to want to pay a taxi to do that. Yeah, isn't that That's the, true. the cost is, like, a lot cheaper, too? Yes, and again, that's because they don't have to have commercial liability insurance. They don't, you know, because they're unregulated. They're not required to have these other things that, com- that, that taxi companies have to have. So is the answer more regulation for the freebies or less for the guys who are already established? Well, remember, most regulations are there for a reason. Profit. Well, no, because no. they don't want to get sued. Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a liability shield. It's a liability issues, yeah. That's why. There's a, re- there's a reason coffee cups have to say caution hot on them, and it's because somebody's stupid and didn't realize their coffee was hot. But, that you know, as far as taxis go, today, I mean, but... you, have, you, have, you have customer liability you have to pay for. If you get into an accident and that that customer gets hurt you have to pay for that you have to have that insurance if uber don't does not have that insurance and they get in a crash and that customer gets hurt they don't have to pay for anything nor could they probably because they're driving an uber and probably have another job so if you get in an accident in an uber you're taking your life in your own hands you've just hopped into a random car there's no responsibility liability yeah, like, for anybody well, no, like you, driving with the, your the person the person's the person who drives it insur- they have to have insurance they're required to have insurance in order to drive for uber um but it's, so they do it's have on kind of regulation yeah it's yeah that that's 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 uber's own rules though because that shields them from liability if someone does get hurt they can't sue uber they sue the person who was driving the car we just hooked you two up it's like a, it's it's like a it, it's like uh, plenty of fish um, being held liable if you know somebody goes on a date and they don't have a good time. We right. just we just we just connected you two. We, that's all we did, and that's that's what Uber maintains that they are. And to a, to an extent, I, I I agree with that. But at the same time, where do you draw the line? You know, if 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 two people get in a fight at my garage sale, is that they're going to sue me? The same way they would sue a store if they got in a fight in a Walmart? They might. Mm-hmm. Because they're they the type people of people sue... who would fight at a garage sale. So yeah, because yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're people who would fight totally over a 10-cent ten, ten Michigan helmet. Well, I'm, I got some pretty cool stuff, so I can totally see that happening in my house. But people sue anybody for any reason. Right. Any reason at all. So would it not be in the in, in the Uber driver's best interest to, to, to uh, take on some... some uh, some regulation to prevent things like that from happening. I would think so. So it's bound to happen. So then we talk. Then we talk. Then we talk about a slippery slope again. Where, at what point is is a little regulation too much regulation? Yeah, we'll never know that. Well, according to the right libertarians, we've already. Oh, we've way we've past that. Way, way past that. And in a free society, you, you need a reason to make something illegal, not a reason to make something legal. So but, speaking of crashes. Uh oh. What shows Crash Squire, Jonathan? God damn it. Sorry. <laughs> Say there's three people in a car, and it's one of those self driving cars, right? Mm-hmm. And. This is, my this is what? This is my favorite podcast. This is your favorite one? 
Are you trying to subliminally message this to people? Just, just, be, just because people won't quit, quit going out of Esquire, Jonathan. It's the best thing ever. Highlight to my week. And it's, pretty, pretty, and it's a pretty, pretty good I'm week. glad. I'm glad that that's the highlight it's been a pretty good week. You know what? If, if my misery and depression has to help you have a better week, I'm glad to sacrifice that. Can we get him a Now you're being dramatic, ride? Francine. Calm down. Oh, now I'm going to be Squire Francine. How about that? You could be Squire Francine. I am. Oh, look, it's Squire Francine. Yeah, the donkey's we don't see Francine. nearly enough of her. Well, if anybody's going to be the donkey, it's going to be Pete. <laughs> Why do I always donkey. have to be the ass? Because <laughs> you are an ass. Oh, okay. It's your way. Driverless car. Driverless right, car. Gets, how does... How does it determine who to kill? How does it determine who to kill? Yeah. It's a machine. It can't kill any. <laughs> no, it has to. So it's supposed to not cause accidents, right? But there will be some instances where an accident will happen. Does Are you it trying kill? to say the cars obey the three laws? Well, yeah, it has to. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Okay. Well, because well, the AI is controlling the car, right? The artificial intelligence of driving the car is driving it through town. Okay, so what happens when three people run out in front of the car and there's three passengers? Does the car swerve to miss the three people outside and ends up killing the three people inside? Or does it run over the three people, killing them? Runs over the three people. You think so? Yeah. So Why would you program a car to intentionally kill everyone inside of it? Like it would do its best. If you're to not if you're driving, what would you accident. do? Yeah. So if you were driving, what would you do? It depends on what's going on. Like, am, is my are my options hit those people or swerve into oncoming traffic? Do I do I like the people who are in the car with me? <laughs> is it like you and Pete? Right. Or am I riding with my kids? Well, I want to know the answer to this now. If it's me and you, or what's, you and Pete, what side of the vehicle are you each? <laughs> You gotta know the crumple zones because we can kill the passengers. No, we're not in people. it together. I want to know that separately. If it's just me and you, you're driving and I'm in the passenger seat, and I'm on the street in front of you. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's do that. Let's do that. And Pete jumps out in front of us. Hoo-ah. Do we run over <laughs> Pete? His best Al Pacino Or do you kill I'm me? Or do you kill me? That's Dustin Hoffman. Oh yeah, sorry. Okay. Attic. Okay. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of a scenario by which I would have to. I, I, swerving would cause you to die, because when you swerve, there's a pole that only hits the passenger side. Unavoidable, and it's sharp. Right. It's like those. Uh, Why is Pete hanging out by the sharp unavoidable pole? Because <laughs> he wants to murder me. Right? What city planner? Why isn't he driving? It's because because Squaw- I won't get in the car with Pete. It's because Squire Francine likes to joke. Okay, the last time you were in the car with You're me. muted again. I just want to know what city council approved the, like... <laughs> the sharp, sharp, sharp bowl. Bowl. <laughs> What council meeting did we miss? With these, damn, these damn solar-powered do you, do you follow uh, parking the, meters. Do you follow the trolley problem on Facebook? No. Oh, that's great. Some of the We're stuff... We're talking they, about the, the downtown trolley? No, the trolley problem. You know what the trolley problem is, right? No, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what it is. You don't know what the trolley problem is? No. I have no idea what the trolley problem is. So the trolley problem is this. Okay, so you are you are at a... You, you're walking down a, a train track, okay? And you see one of those mechanical 
switches, right? That you can adjust. Ooh, the lever. The lever to lever. say what which way the train goes. I know so where this see, is going, yeah. You see oh, the train coming yeah. behind you, right? And for some reason, there is a baby sitting over there. Baby Damn baby. In, a, in the car seat, sitting on the tracks for some odd reason. And over here, you see five teenagers drunk, passed out. Who do you kill? There, there's only enough time to save one of those two sides. You gotta bang one, murder one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do that. Bang the train. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Why don't we just murder the train? Then you save everybody. No, bang the train. No. Murder the teenagers. Bang the train. Wait, 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 no. Are you bang. gonna live through this, Ken? Are you gonna live? Are you gonna be okay? Yeah, yeah marry, the, marry the baby sounds Mar- worse. <laughs> Wait, bang the train, murder the baby, and marry the teen. I want to marry the train, okay? <laughs> Anyways. So Travel like, would be easier. This yeah. went off the rails. <laughs> yeah, it's it's dead. Dead. trains, yeah. Oh, that's what you do. Derail oh. the train with the teenagers and save the baby. So you'll, you can throw the switch and save one of them. I'd take out the baby. You're going to kill the baby? Yes. Who would you kill? Well, what's the clearance on the train? Is the baby going to, like... Oh, it's going to flatten it. (laughs) Who puts a baby on the rails? I mean, come on. Why can't you get to the baby and move the baby off the rails? Right? There's not enough time. Can you Batman in and, like, flip the switch and then throw a rock at the baby to hopefully it knocks it off the tracks? No. I have some some rope with me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put the rope around the handle and then I'm gonna go run and get the baby and then I'm gonna pull them pull the lever. And the what are you doing carrying rope? No, I always not, carry rope. There's not enough time. Or I mean, like Indiana Jones would like the bullwhip. The train's already gone by you. You can flip the switch to adjust the track just in time. That either it's gonna kill the five people. Also, why or am I hanging out in the train yard? <laughs> <laughs> that baby's getting so aced. It's <laughs> what do you think of that, conservatives? <laughs> Oh no! It's already wow. been born. Oh, wait, oh, no, it's wait, 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 wait! It's already been born. Wait, so okay. it's wait, wait! No, wait! Yeah, yeah. There's th- th- this is the question. There's a canister full of viable sperm, <laughs> right? And a baby. Viable sperm. Right. That's yeah. Eight thousand kids in there, and a one baby. What do you do? All right, so. My buddy wrote a paper on that exact topic. On the viable sperm? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, the uh, the fire in the fertility clinic? Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that. Love it. Anyway. It's all the trolley problem. All, all of it really is. It's just most, most people can help visualize a trolley and have it okay, to throw Okay, so train. I would... Are you going to save five people or are you going to save one person? One baby. I already, I already told you what I would do. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna save five people. Yes, because it's probably baby Hitler. You don't know that. You don't know that, but well, you could be saving Hitler teenager. You could be, but you could also be saving like the equivalent of Jesus. Right. Yeah, you have more chances to save the equivalent of Jesus if you save five instead of one. I'm just playing the odds, man. You're being utilitarian. Sure. So. The greater good for the greater number of people for those people who do not know it. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Correct. Yeah, I'm Spock. In this. Awful as it sounds, people can hate me for it, but I'm doing the same thing. No. I'm saving five rather than saving five. Saving five. Dannon? Uh, Although I I, I pray to God I'd never have to be in that situation. Yes, I don't know. That'd be hard. 
save a baby. It's cuter. You're gonna save the baby just because it's cuter. Those teenagers are drunk. Okay. Passed out on the tracks. They were asking for so, it anyway. So now let's change this to it's your wife and two kids versus a strange stranger baby. Yeah, stranger stranger baby than what? The baby's stranger than what? Yeah. Strange. <laughs> what well, now? You were baby, both. You're all talking over each other. The baby's, the baby's stranger than what? <laughs> I meant like he didn't know who the fucking baby was. Man, that's a weird-ass baby. <laughs> that's a weird baby. I'm going to get muted, too. You know what? Let's put it this way. Your wife and kids versus Pete. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Yeah, I'll try to stop I don't the even train. Think, I don't even think Pete would, 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 would pick that one. He just waves, I understand what you're doing. <laughs> I totally I forgive you. Yes, I totally okay. agree. I would have so done now, the same thing. Now change Pete to a very cute baby that you don't know. Right. No, if my wife and kids are on the other side, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter who's, who else is there. It doesn't matter if it's your old Hulk Hogan. The entire he's UN pick, delegation he's gonna pick, had gonna a pick luncheon. Wife and your wife, kids, there. and Hitler. I'll take Hitler out myself, man. Versus... There you go. He's going to throw a rock. Yeah. No, my kids are getting saved. It doesn't matter what else you say. Your wife, kids, and Trump. But why would you save just the baby, then? Because I care about my wife and kids. I don't care about those teenagers. Innocence. Or the baby. Right? I'm cynical. Once you get too old and they're not cute anymore, like, who's going to save dogs? Like, you save the puppies. Because they're cuter. I adopted a five-year-old dog. I know, but, like, if that dog was on the train tracks or puppies... Oh, I'd definitely pick the dog. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'd save my... Potty training sucks. Yeah. I have no interest in having this all over my floor. There's a reason why I adopted old-ass cats. Yeah, but your old-ass cats die in, like, four years Why does that make me an asshole? The the old ones are the ones that need to be adopted. But if I can give them a good quality of life for that four years, I'm going to do it. Hmm. That's just how I roll. I think we all answered the question so satisfactorily. Except for Jonathan. Jonathan. What are you doing, bud? Yeah, what are you going to do? You you killing me? You killing Pete? Save the train. Are you just jumping in front of the train so you don't have to make the decision? Ooh. Option three. Oh, no. For me, the third option is doing nothing and letting fate just have happen whatever it was. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen for for a reason. So you're a non-voter. Oh, I'm absolutely a voter. (laughs) Okay. By the way... We are we are not going to have any conservative listeners. You guys all know that's right. That's because they're that's they they hate us already. I'm fiscally conservative. I know you are. I'm actually independent. Well, yeah, I'm too. an independent voter, but I'm fiscally conservative. I'm socially liberal. I just I would like to use our taxes for less war and oh yeah, yeah. I would like to have proper allocation for, of but see, taxes. That's no fair using the actual definitions of the words rather than oh, conservative no. just meaning oh I can't I can't asshole. do that can I. Oh, well, in that case, liberal's bad. What were we talking about? I don't I, even remember. Yeah, I'm still waiting for Jonathan to, to, to see if oh, he's going to yeah. kill you or me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wait. No, baby or teenagers, Jonathan? Oh, the baby's toast. Okay, that's what I thought. Oh, yeah, you got to save the more people. Right. you got to do what's better for the greater amount of people. Yeah, okay. you're, you're picking baby the baby out of the sperm. grill. Well, I can't hear you. Baby canister of sperm. Baby or canister of sperm. Well, the canister is aced. It's gone. It's There's gone. no canister. No canister. Are you seriously thinking about this one? You know there's more sperm, right? 
What if there's one, one the last could, sperm of Yeah, we talked about this one what man if, could What if this is the last the sperm that can ever ha- be available, ever? It might not work, though. You and actually have baby. a life. Right. And, and one life, baby. You have a life that One baby. Work. And the last sperm, the sperm that you could ever have. Done. Sperm's done. You already have something that worked. That sperm might not work. Because of the story that I was just talking about on break. I'm going with the sperm. You're saving the sperm? You're going to let the baby die? Yeah. Wow. That poor child. That, that kind of changes my entire view of you. You're never going to get to knighthood with that kind of... <laughs> That's attitude. why he's destined to just be a squire. Yep, your baby's going to come back like, But Squire Jonathan, <laughs> I could have lived. Why are you sounding like a damsel in distress? It was like, sounds like a really bad bitch. Because obviously the da- the sperm would have become a damsel. It would have. You don't know what it could have become. It could have become like the, the most gorgeous goddess on earth that's going to save the world. Squire Jonathan. At least he sounds I cool. Could have lived. Yeah, but you know, it's sadly you to be know. no more because you killed him. Yeah, you don't know what it's going to be. But how, okay, so how many sperm are in the container? Millions, man. Give Millions. me a number. Give me a number. One million. That's 500,000 people. Uh, uh, it could be potentially a million people. No, because actually what the test was is I took two eggs, combined them together to make baby mice. So you would take two sperm, combine them together to make a... Super mouse. What <laughs> test is this? Where did we go to super mice and baby mice and You were mice? in the bathroom getting your sock wet. <laughs> What's when funny? we have this conversation he's right my sock did get wet but not for the reasons you think I actually peed on him <laughs> I'm shocked and yet not surprised at all actually what happened was Pete did the trolley problem in the bathroom my foot was cold man that floor does get awfully chilly Anyways, the point of this was is that what should the car do with the driverless car? This is our worst podcast. You said about episode three. Well, there, that was that one was demonstrably episode, the worst. That's because there's one person there's data listening. to back that up. <laughs> that's verifiable. So he says this is the best whatever. Now you're saying that's the worst whenever. Yes. Ken, I would let you live Sarcast- and I'd kill Pete right now. Sarcastically. We got an answer Again, I'm not you. surprised by that at all. Pull over the car, murder Pete, and keep driving. <laughs> it would totally be premeditated, too. Just absolutely. Uh, that sharp, unavoidable pull. <laughs> he, he's he's going to knock on the door and I'm going to roll my window down and be like, What do you need, Squire Jonathan? And he's just going to stab me in the throat. <laughs> As I do it, too, I'm going to say, We're a team, bitch! We're a team, bitch. <laughs> Uh, oh. It sounds like Pete's taking one for the team in that scenario. <laughs> so should the car crash and kill its passengers, or should it run the people over? It's not going to crash and kill its passengers. No one's going to program it to do that. It's going to kill the people. It's going to kill the people. The pedestrians. You can't engineer it to murder the to decide on its own to murder everybody in the car. That's a really kind of a bad start to that. The car's going to. The car's going to. Um, Unless you're Skynet. The car's going to um, abdicate responsibility altogether and, and stop functioning as an autonomous vehicle and expect the driver to take over and handle the situation. That could be possible. Or as it could is just, how it's supposed to be done. Yeah, or it could just shut down completely. No, it's going to lock the brakes, get into them, and that's it. Well, ABS. Okay, not actually lock the brakes. Oh, so, yeah, well, is this like autonomous Dukes of Hazard or something? 
So the good place. Which I fully support, by the way. I was just going to say, that'd be sweet. So good place to this. Instead of like jumping hills, it just like kind of quietly turns the corner. (laughs) Good place took on the trolley problem. You want to take a listen? Who did? It's called Good Place Trolley Problem. What is Good Place? I have no idea. Is it another rival podcast? I don't know. They do videos, so they're a step up from us. I think so. No, maybe there's a more concrete approach. Oh, yeah, this is a TV show. Let's try this. Ted Danza? God! Michael, what did you do? I made the trolley problem real so we could see how the ethics would actually play out. There are five workers on this track and one over there. Here are the levers to switch the tracks. Oh, Make see. Once it starts because being I mean, workers, you say five of them. What if it's a baby? Oh, he totally ran over the five people. Why? Because okay. he was he couldn't make decision fast enough. Oh, I could have made the decision. Oh, yeah. No, if it's five dudes standing on the thing or one she other did? dude standing there, yeah, you killed Talk one out, guy. Buddy. But when it's a baby, what do we think? You he thinks the baby. he just killed a bunch of people with no, a trolley. You killed it's a baby. It's just a simulation. No. I you shoot the hostage. Kill real people. <laughs> oh, well, that's reassuring. <laughs> because some of the parts of the anybody else wanted to go. Michael, can we just go back to the classroom? We never left. Here, I'll show you. Okay, okay, so okay. what did they what did they decide, Jonathan? I don't know. It's the they, didn't, they didn't decide anything. This was real. Well, they're fake. It's people, only another minute and a half. Their pain is real. Does that make sense? There have to be stakes, or it's just another thought experiment. This is awful. You specifically asked me if there was a way I could connect with the material more. I'm trying, you guys. Sorry, you're right. I want to help you understand this. Thank you, Chief. So, let's try again. Oh, I, I, I thought maybe we would have a discussion. Now, the whole point is to play out the scenario in real time. Quick, Chidi, what's your decision? Okay, okay, I can do this. I am choosing to switch tracks, so that way I only kill one person. Oh, forgot to tell you, this is the scenario where you actually know one of the people. It's your friend Henry there. Chidi! How are you, mate? Eric, move! Oh, nice trolley. Move out of the way! I can't, cheating. My boots are stuck in the track. Eric, move! Anyway, long time. Anyway, long time. <laughs> oh, and then the boot landed in his face. <laughs> Again, just a simulation. An almost impossibly lifelike simulation. Would someone's foot really fly off their body like that? That was kind of cool. <laughs> Ethically speaking. Donnie's confusing. So anyways, so that was their take on it. Of the trolley problem. So no definitive answer. And this is something I can follow on Facebook? The trolley problem? Yeah, there's a Facebook uh, page. I'll I'll share it in the group. They post different scenario ones. Some of them are pretty elaborate, like there's portals and wormholes and so they made it stupid. Just, just so, just so, just so that everyone knows, I want to be hundred percent clear on this. If one of you is over here about to get hit by a trolley and there's five people over there, you are all going to die. I know because I'd do the same thing. You're toast, Ken. And I would, and I would respect you for that. <laughs> what if it was one for one? Well, if it's one me, for one, mean a complete stranger. Well, one person or the other person. <clears throat> do I know any of the, either of the people? 
Is it going to make a difference? At that point, if, if I don't know them, I'm doing nothing. Okay, you know one of them. Which one? It doesn't matter. Do I know them? Right. Do I like know them? Know them? Or do I like hey? Nod to one. Has in he while. known them in the biblical sense? <clears throat> <laughs> oh no! All those bitches are dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Save what? One. <laughs> uh, no, you know them. Believe right? me, I'm doing everything. You've had dinner favorite. with them. Like You've broken dinner. bread, dude. You've That's broken bread. That's a tough bread. one because I only invite for I only I only have. Uh, did I eat at a restaurant or did I eat here in the house? That's a friend. I, I oh. Stranger versus friend. Different. Wait, I have we, eight friends. Should we just rank humanity? Lots of acquaintances. By order of what you would, who you'd kill first. Okay, okay, Ken. Acquaintance or stranger? Depends. Your favorite acquaintance and your favorite stranger. <laughs> <laughs> I know we just met, but I like you. Well, like, Mark Ruffalo is my favorite stranger. Like, I don't know him, we've never met, but he seems like a cool guy. Mark Ruffalo or your best friend? I don't know, Rob's been kind of a dick lately. (laughs) Right. Plus, if you save Mark Ruffalo, he'd probably be pretty grateful to take you out to dinner. But if I killed Rob, I'd have to face his mother. Ooh. Put her on the track. Someone who I love very much. <laughs> but wait, 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 wait. That's the but that's the whole point though is that you did not kill them. But I it, it, his death was preventable, and I did nothing. Okay, but what what if you let let nature run its course and it killed Mark Ruffalo, but you didn't save Rob? Rob would be pissed, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be pissed. But like, dude. No, friend versus stranger. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go friend. Okay, friend versus... Casual acquaintance. acquaintance. It's going to depend on who that person is. Do I like them? Do I not like so them? So casual I mean, acquaintance. J-Bo versus stranger. J-Bo versus... Well, you're not a casual acquaintance. You and I are friends. Okay, a casual... You're one of the eight. Okay, here's the thing. A friend <coughs> or a casual Take acquaintance... Take that, Squire boy. A friend... Pete's also one of the eight. Ooh, yeah. Do I have to be one still then? You can be number nine. <laughs> You called me number one earlier today. I said, make it so number one. Number two. <laughs> make it so. Make it so. Why is Sean Connery the captain of the Enterprise? Because I can't do Sean Luke Picard. Dude, earlier today, he totally. I, I, I slipped the Nixon. He went comic book guy and oh, Nixon guy. He always slips in the Nixon. He did. I didn't mean we were to. outside though. on break and he starts talking in his Nixon they started, voice. Like, Are you guys doing lines in the parking lot? What? Doing lines in the parking lot? No, they stole it all at the border. They took it from his blueberry shipment. Womp womp. No, Fritzy started it with comic book guy. And I hated that. And then I went straight in the tricky dick Nixon. Actually, yes, I did slip into Nixon. I forgot what I was saying, and I don't know why I did it, but it happened. You do Bane? No, I can't do Bane. If you can do Sean Connery, you can do Bane. I can't do Bane. it's Sean Connery talking to a Pringles can. That's how you do Bane. (laughs) Well, I don't have a Pringles can. But I can also talk like I'm talking to a squire. <laughs> Radio, you know, this is gonna be the best podcast ever because we're just gonna, gonna, gonna re, redo the intro and Bumble every time screen. I'm gonna say, Hi guys. and I'm joining with and Danan and Pete. <laughs> just, just and I just erase Pete from the whole entire thing. You erase the best part. No, the worst part. But squire Jonathan, I do so much for you. <clears throat> 
I handled your breeches. <laughs> I don't even know where you're going with this anymore. I don't know. I'm done. I'm, I think this is the worst one yet. This is the worst. Everybody, every, all, all of our listeners, all yeah. three of them, you're all are going to leave after this one. I don't think so. We're going to be listener free. Oh yeah. No responsibility. Is that like the the forty minutes of Cars tunes? No commercials. I like the Cars. You like Cars? Want to wait? Oh no! I think you said the Cars. It's just the Cars. That totally went over his head. The band, yeah. not Cars. Like I'm all about Rick Ocasek. Like I haven't, uh, I haven't enjoyed Cars since like Carrie Connolly days. Really? Love songs with Carrie Connolly. That was like the last <laughs> time I like was a fan of. Not just because of that, but I'm just saying <laughs> that. Hit that era was the last time I was like you know really who I really despise, and I really hate Delilah. Fucking Delilah! <clears throat> oh. oh my god! Fuck Delilah! Uh, honey, it's okay if he beats you. You just be a good wife and just take it. Okay, that's how wives are supposed to be. Is that what she said? No, but that's oh. always my impersonation of how. Honey, it's gonna be okay, you know. You know, we're going to help you get through this, and we're just going to help you get through whatever it is you're going through, and you'll be okay. Yeah, Delilah's dirt. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. What time is it? Time for you to get a watch. Oh, it is, too. You know, I had a watch once. It died, and I just never got a new battery for it. Not that that probably... sounds like a really sad story. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's only one of those things that was like, cool story, bro, tell it again. <laughs> it's, I probably couldn't even figure out how to open the back of it anyways. I think you need a special tool. <laughs> Is it a pen? <laughs> it's a pen. Uh, you know what? And that's why you never have been able to open it. And you get another suspected spam call, sir. They sure do like you today. Mm-hmm. Should have won that billion dollars while I had the chance. Right? Okie doke. So, what are we talking about? We're talking about cars. Trolley program is done. We've we've already decided that the car will save the people inside of it. Okay. Is everyone in agreement with that? I'm in agreement with that. So what happens? So what happens if there's four people outside versus three people inside? The car doesn't care. The car the car has no heart. Mm. It's a cold blooded machine. No, no, it can be programmed to see those things and make a decision. No one's going to take the time to program. It's artificial face, intelligence. Facial recognition if someone, software. If someone that's already out. that's already happened. If someone programmed a car to to choose the people in the car versus the people who are walking on the sidewalk, nobody would ever. That would be the end of self driving cars. If you knew that your car was not on your team, yeah, that's absolutely going to self destruct to save someone else. That's a terrible <clears throat> purchase. Why would you do that? Yeah, because the only reason you're willing to ride with other people is because you think to, you trust them to some extent. If I can't extend that same protection to the car that's driving me, I'm not getting in that car. Ken's got a point. The man's. Got it happens a point. every once in a while. It's not just the one on my head. Every so often, we all have that stroke of genius. We'll be right back. This next segment, it's Pete's Corner. It's not Pete's Corner, goddammit. It's Tricky Deck's Corner. I'm going to talk about the lottery. It's just like the draft, except for you actually win life. (laughs) We have a saying about the lottery. Only stupid people buy a ticket. What? This what really chaps my ass. 40 million isn't enough for you bastards. 
If it gets to a billion, now you suddenly gotta buy a ticket. What's the difference? You win both ways, you son of a bitches. Actually, you have a better chance of buying it early. I learned that from Sparrow. And that's the end of Tricky Dick's Corner. Alright, so that that spot there was brought to you by Tricky Dick. Thank you for making an appearance. Man, that up? was bloody awful. <laughs> it, was, it was on the cuff, man. I think it was awesome. I had to make it up. Nobody did. We have to fire the writers. Yeah. Wait, that's me. Actually, <laughs> actually, I didn't write anything. I just want everybody to know that I made that up at the moment, and I blame Jonathan for that. And you should, too. God knows I am. <laughs> Love you, buddy. I can move out of the top eight. Oh. Yes, what do you got? You what do you can. got? Uh, game. So, so, speaking of the lottery, which of us actually bought a ticket for the last night's big game? I did. I did. I, I, did, I did not. Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, 75% of us did. I did not. Yeah, so 75%. If I won, Pete would be taken care of anyway, so it's okay. Yeah, you know, to be honest, I'm worry about. You know, to, earlier, to be honest, if I would have won, you guys would have been taken care of too. Even up, though I didn't up until about 8 o'clock tonight, Pete would have been taken care of, but not so much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, business plan. We need him, remember? You, you probably don't. <laughs> He's replaceable. <laughs> let's, let's, be, let's be honest here. He's replaceable. Everybody's replaceable. If I, actually, if I won the, uh, I'd replace myself in that plan in that scenario anyway. Yeah, I just did I got a, other stuff to do. I just did a segment as Nixon that was really bad. You don't need me in your life. <laughs> but I like seeing Faith every once in a while. Well, yeah, but that's because she's great. What she sees in you, I have no idea. Oh! <laughs> Neither do I, man. <laughs> Preaching to the choir. All right. So this week we're on, on our normal game. Which one of us has fallen in love at the first sight? How many mm. times? Dana. <laughs> How many times? Dana. Obviously it's Dana then. It's Dana. Yeah, I'll, I'll make that consensus even though you know I actually have done it. I have also have done it. Yeah? Yeah. With what? With who or what? With what? <laughs> <laughs> With what? Well, I'm just thinking the electrical power box in the corner, the tree in my front yard, (laughs) your cat or your dog. I had a very nice knot hole. I don't know. No, with in faith. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. At Borders. Yeah, it's the first time you saw her. It was. She was. (laughs) I was her boss. Is that wrong? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're a bad person. Did you hire her? I did not. Mister Johnny hired her. Um. But the first time you saw her, you're like, "That's who I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with." I didn't think that. I thought I would like to get to know that person. Was that really love, or was that just like a? I don't know. Hey, how you doing? I, you know, it wasn't like that because I didn't have that initial urge to say, "Hey, how you doing?" You know, I'm not. I, I, you're I, not Joey from Friends. I'm not Joey from Friends. I'm not the the douchebag chauvinist dude. You know, I didn't have that thought. I just thought she was very interesting. That's all. I don't know if that's love. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Topic for another day. Danon. What? Who was the first? Who was your person you fell in love with? I don't know. I do that eight times a day. What are you talking about? Eight times a day. All right. So who was the last one today? 
weather ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty cute girl out there. There you yeah. go. I don't know. It's just you, you see people. It's I don't even know what love is anymore. But there's like that quick like, oh, wow, that person. You know, there's just that spark. Just... That seems like more like infatuation to me. Sure. Infatuation. infatuation. Really sent from Calvin Klein. Or I'm just, you know. Who resends a text message if we haven't had a response in 10 minutes? At work? Me. <laughs> in real life? Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Pete. Oh, man. I know I've never done that. So angsty. I wasn't with myself. You've never double texted me. I also hardly ever text you because you tell me not to text you. I never told you not to text me. I just said not to sit next to me in public. Right. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> or don't pre- or pretend like you don't know me in public. <laughs> Speaking of which, which one of us can't walk more than a block with saying hello to somebody we know? Ooh. Rob's not here. <laughs> I, are we in Flint? Jesse County. I know. I would say probably Danon would know more than me. He does see a lot more people than because than, yeah of yeah. the nature of his job. Right. I mean, unless they're in this basement, I probably don't. <laughs> I would probably be second. And and Jabo we know is a hermit. So, well, before I turn into the uh, hermithood, which is a great religion, by the way, um, I actually used to run into somebody I knew everywhere I went. That's be true. It to the movies. Was the same person? No, it'd be something <laughs> different. Are you stalking me? Because that would be super. Uh, which one of us has completed the most on our bucket list? Ken. He has more of the means to do so. But I have been in a lot of places. Right, how, how long is your bucket list? I think Ken's bucket list is the longest, so I don't think he's completed his the most. I'm going to say Pete's probably completed the most. What do you think, Ken? I'm about 70% through my bucket list. Yeah, it's Ken. I knew it was Ken. My bucket list actually isn't that long. There's not like a... I don't have like a litany of things that I'm dying to do. (laughs) Mostly because I know most things are overrated. I haven't skydived yet. You know what we should do? Next week we should come back and um, give our bucket list. That'd be a good topic. Well, some of the bucket list, but some of it's private. That's fine. I mean, <laughs> the things you're okay with, tell them in public. <laughs> some of you it's know. incriminating. <laughs> I want to kill him in Reno just to watch him die. You want to kill Dan Marino? <laughs> yeah. I want to kill, <laughs> kill Dan Marino. <laughs> <laughs> what did you Dolphins. just say? I want to kill a man in Reno. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I kill Dan Marino. Wow. Said, said I want to kill Dan Marino just to watch him die. I was like, Jesus, somebody hates the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I like him a lot more than how he's gone. Anyways, next week we're going to bring our bucket lists. It'll be a good time. Oh, uh, which think? one of us will break a world record? Hmm. There's a lot of things you could do to break a world record. They're all sports. <laughs> no. Everything's a sport. This podcast <laughs> is technically a sport. you ever read the Guinness Book of World Records? <laughs> so many not sports. Okay, I'm trying to think. Who would bake, break a record here? I think it's got to be Jonathan. I think he's got got something up his sleeve. 
He's got his eyes set on some record somewhere. The most corpses in a basement. <laughs> that's a funeral home. <laughs> and that's the attic, not the basement. Damn asbestos abatement. Mm. I my my vote is Jonathan. I'm going with Jonathan too. Sure. I'll go with Jonathan. Alright. Which one of us was the oldest when we last sat on the lap of Santa Claus at the mall? Oh man. I'm going Danan. I'm thinking Danan. Maybe. We did have a rule in my house that as soon as you stopped believing in Santa Claus, he stopped bringing presents. Wait, why, why so, would you stop believing in Santa Claus? Don't stop believing. You know? It's the only thing I learned from Journey. You also learned that there's a South Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> but, th- but then I learned that's a dirty lie. Well, technically speaking, there is a South end of Detroit. By the way, Steve Perry... Back in action, coming out with a new album. No lie. Anyway, sorry. Dana. My, my voice know. traces. Was Dana. I finishing something? I think you were. Right, and it was important. And not really, because everyone's looking at me. He was. He was still expecting gifts. Oh, yeah, <laughs> gifts. You said oh. you believed in Santa Claus until you were 15 because of gifts. You had to. That okay. was the rule. Because I like presents. So it was Dana. Yeah, yeah. It definitely wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't me. I, I think I like, might sat have sat. I was sat five. on Santa's lap once total. Did you cry? I'm not. I wasn't a Santa crier like all the kids. I think I sat there and like, I think I stared at him right. and said something stupid like "He Man" or "Football" or something. Right. Touched him back, looked him in the eyes, and be like, "You don't know me." I teased his nipple a little bit. <laughs> You're mine, old man. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask that one. Oh, was it about Santa? No, I'll read it. Okay. <laughs> Which one of us could give the best toast right now? Ken. What? I'm picking Ken. Which one of us could give the best toast right now? Oh, right now? Yeah. I'm picking Ken. I might go with Tricky Dick. I was going to say Tricky Dick can do the best toast anywhere. I don't think so. I think it's pretty good. All right, do it. I can't. What? <laughs> he can't do it. All Tricky Dick's gone. I only do it one time, one, one segment. Well, Ken can do one right now. Okay, then Ken wins. Which one of us color coordinates their socks and underwear? Oh, so not me. I don't give a crap. <laughs> Dane and socks match though, and they're colored. Well, yeah, my socks match. That's a, that's an adult thing. I don't they don't match my underwear. Maybe it could be a coincidence. Who knows? Ken and I were in the same socks. You guys are. How except weird? Mine are, except mine are blue. Never mind. Mine are black. Or did they just used to be black? Same, same brand. No, no, they've always been blue. I used to have, I have black ones like that, um, but then I, f- I found them in blues and grays, and I got them, because I like them. Yeah, I don't care about socks and underwear. I, I, would, I would vote for myself to be the most likely person to do that, even though I don't. Um, I do coordinate my socks to my clothing, but not my underwear. You should do. What one thing would you change about your life right now if you could? Well, lottery numbers. More quiet, Jonathan. <laughs> I'd rethink this podcast. You'd rethink doing some life choices. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I might, I might rethink this one. I, I would have one point. I would have won one point six billion dollars last night, or yeah, one point five nine three billion dollars, or whatever it was. 
1.536 billion dollars last night. Which actually wasn't the record. It missed it by 49 million. Bummer. What was when was the record? I thought it was like 2016. It was just a just a hair over a billion. No, it was 1.6 something. 63 Niner? Four? Was there a niner in there? I don't know. I read the article this morning. Because they actually have to advertise it as it's the estimated jackpot. It's not the actual jackpot when they're advertising it. Because right. then they'll get in trouble and all that bullshit, whatever. So, but. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys had fun listening this week. And we'll see you next time. Pete just said that it was the worst podcast ever. So if you're still listening, there's a little <laughs> divot for you. <laughs> <laughs>